When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today. I can tell you that just from my interactions that I have had with my guests. We are just going to have a blast today. But we're going to be learning how to possibly make a million dollars. And I'm not joking, folks. This is going to be a great program. And more importantly, it's going to be something that we really need to be having these discussions to think about our finances, our financial freedom, and especially how we need to be teaching our kids how to be doing this. And so please join me in welcoming George Ishi to our program today. How are you doing today, George? I'm doing great, Deb. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Cool. I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive in because I think we just piqued everybody's interest. Okay. So George Ishii is the founder of Millionaires by George. He has over 35 years of experience in sales and marketing and has worked for Fortune 50 companies and even startups. He has trained many salespeople, owned his own marketing company for eight years, and was a nationally rated gymnast in college. He has three amazing grown children with five young grandkids, and he's an avid tennis player. Holy schmoly. And for those of you watching, he's at the beach right now. Gotta love Zoom backgrounds, right? <laughs> so um, again, George, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. What a great introduction. I appreciate that. Cool, cool. Well, I always like to ask my guests how they got to where they are today. And you have an absolutely fantastic story to share with us that, that talks about how it is that you really did get to where you are today. So tell us, George, what the heck? Well, okay. It's uh, started out, I, I, I grew up in a large family. Mm -hmm. I have nine brothers and sisters. Right. And we're all still very close and it's quite interesting. But, you know, with that many kids growing up, we didn't have a whole lot, you know. We, uh, my dad was like, you know, our wealth is 
you got food on the table and a roof over your head and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was, that was really good. So, you know, if we wanted things, you know, we just had to go get it ourselves. So what, what started me off was I was an entrepreneur at an early age and, and I, um, uh, I was always trying to find ways to make money. So at age seven, I came up with an incredible business idea. So here I am seven years old and I found out because one day I found one of these little things, a penny. A penny. Okay. Oh, wait, I've got my penny. Here's my penny. I'm Here's ready. Penny. You know, and how many people have found these on the ground and picked them up? Well, I did. I picked it up. And then I realized that, see, back at, back then, I'm kind of an old guy. This is really great, true gray hair. I don't mm-hmm. diet. But uh, uh, back then, vending machines were just kind of evolving and right. being invented. Mm-hmm. And I found out that if I took this penny mm-hmm. and I went down to the railroad tracks mm-hmm. and the railroad tracks were curved, mm-hmm. and if I could lay it right on the top of the center of that, mm-hmm. and then, then obviously I'd get away from the thing and I could put right. my hair on the ground and hear the, hear the trains mm-hmm. coming. But when the train would come by, it would flatten this penny out mm-hmm. to the size of a quarter. Ooh. And guess what? You could use that in a vending machine. Mm-hmm. And but what I was doing was taking them to school and selling them for 15 cents. <laughs> so you were making a 14 cent profit. I, I was I was making a profit. And as they say, you know, now I was a what? I was a true entrepreneur. Counterfeiter. Uh, counterfeiter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it at the time, but it was, you know, it was a way to make money. And it was, um, you know, I, I started making a lot of money. So that's that's where it all started was with the penny. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of. You know, and through my life, I've been an entrepreneur and a salesman and marketing. And and um, I, as you said, I worked for Fortune 50 company. I was a VP of marketing and sales for them and worked with a startup and worked with a, a company and grew that. So, you know, and kind of one of my claims to fame is when I took over for a, a telephone company, you know, opened a branch in, in Atlanta for them. I literally had 100% of my sales reps over a quota five years in a row. Wow. So I, I understand sales. And then I got bored and I started my own marketing company. I did that for eight years. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that's kind of my background. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so you've built this business, Millionaires by George, on the foundation of this penny. Correct. And so tell us a little bit more about this. Tell us, tell us why this penny is still so important in your life. Well, and that's a great question. It kind of gets, it got more into deep thought with me mm-hmm. because being in sales and marketing, you know, I always had to understand and figure out why people bought what they bought, mm-hmm. right? Because right. I had salespeople. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, there was always this curiosity of why people struggle with money. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I went to some customers and some had a lot, some had none, or they were, they were scrambling. And I, right. That pondered me and made me just really think and think and think. And, mm-hmm. and because, you know, there's an abundance of money in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a shortage, but many people experienced a lifetime of shortage. Mm-hmm. And it just, that always just kind of nagged at me, I guess. Right. And as I, as I matured through sales and marketing and, and all this, I, I said, well, I got to figure out a way to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the, the trigger, I guess, for me, you know, that, that I wanted to, I wanted to change that because it just seemed so simple mm-hmm. that there was, there was an abundance of money out there. Right. 
And it's just that some people just didn't get it, mm-hmm. right. you know, and they were, and they spent their whole life like that. So mm-hmm. that, that was my, that was my personal motivation for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mentioned at the start that a lot of this pertains to the discussions that we have with kids. Um, you know, we, we don't, let's be honest. I think in many cases, we don't have discussions with our kids about how to raise money. Now your dad got a little annoyed at you for your, your penny thing. Um, you know, and, and, but it's, you know, we're not now, you know, we're, I think you and I are fairly, fairly close in age. I don't, you know, way back then, I don't remember being taught in school you know, here's how to have a checking account. Here's how to do all of this. Um, and now they don't do it at all. Um, in fact, a, a lot of kids never even have checking accounts, which that just baffles me. And we're not even going to talk about crypto because that makes my brain hurt. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're expected to just kind of know, uh, you know, how to be doing these things. And so talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, you're exactly right. What What happens, which... You know, I'm a parent. I got three amazing grown kids. Mm -hmm. But while I was going through this discovery process, Mm -hmm. you know, I started to understand and I went to a lot of speakers. You know, I've met Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor, bless his his heart and all, you know, a whole plethora of these guys. And they kept talking about your subconscious. Right. But but you can never get to that. And Mm -hmm. I dug deeper into that and I studied and I listened to these guys and what they're really saying and what I discovered, but they were all saying it, is our belief systems are developed at a very early age. Right. They're, they're from like one to five mm-hmm. is where your beliefs are really pretty much formed and locked in mm-hmm. because you're watching and listening and learning and absorbing mm-hmm. from the people you love or right. respect or cherish. And most of the time that's your parents or friends mm-hmm. or whatever. But unfortunately... Things aren't inherited through generations. Mm-hmm. And if I found out, you know, even when I was growing up, as well as our family was loved and et cetera, you know, we were hearing things like, we can't afford that. Mm-hmm. that that's out of our price range. Right. Right. We'll, we'll get that next year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, money's the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. You know, rich people are greedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you hear all these things as kids. And that data gets locked into your brain. And that belief, once it becomes a belief and it gets enough data to say, okay, I believe it, mm-hmm. you will keep that belief the rest of your life until you replace that data. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I had to figure out a way to get to that subconscious and change it because that's where I, I tell I tell people now, I say, you know, you're only five inches away from success. They go five inches. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, from here to here. <laughs> so ear to ear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that thing in between the two five inches mm-hmm. that was locked in at an early, early age. Mm-hmm. And it, it just stuck there, mm-hmm. you know. And and that unfortunately, if you can find a way to change and get in to replace that data, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take long, mm-hmm. I mean, you can replace it in 30 days right. with the right, right. approach. Mm-hmm. But most people didn't understand that. And that was that was one of the aha moments when I started this process. Right. You know, and and you're so right. We get, you know, and, and I think especially as kids, we are for the most part told 
that money money is good you know we we want to have money but excess is not good um you know it it is it's it's being greedy it's it, you know it's it's all of these things and you know and and i think part you know our our parents and the people around us they're they're not doing it to hurt us they're trying to prepare us for for the future um yes. you know by by saying you know live what is it live within your means Yes. You know, and and all of these things, instead of saying, you know, why why don't you want more? It's okay to want more. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're exactly right, and and you kind of touched on a point of our parents. Mm-hmm. They want to do the right thing, right? But nobody ever told them what to do, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you, know? you know, and and you and I, our parents were in the depression. So yes. they had a very different view of money. Um, you know, they did. There was not excess for them. Yes, but even even parents today, mm-hmm. even young parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I have young children. I have grandkids now, so they're parents. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to stop and think: How were they trained, or how did they how did they learn? And the parents, right. you know, there's there's no rule book how to raise kids, mm-hmm. especially about money. Right. You right. know, and. And many, many people, you know, today that you run into are, they just have more month and money, as I call it, mm-hmm. you know, right. somebody, I heard that and they, mm-hmm. and they struggle mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it, and uh, Tony Robbins said the right thing. He said, whatever in life you, you focus on expands, mm-hmm. whatever fills your mind mm-hmm. expands. And if you're thinking about, oh, I got bills and oh, I got debt and more debt and more debt. Guess what you get more of? Mm-hmm. More debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it works that way. So, so how do you shift somebody from a mind of debt debt into abundance? Mm-hmm. Fill right. their mind with abundance. Mm-hmm. When you start to do that, mm-hmm. that's where a shift changes. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's quite fascinating mm-hmm. about how the psychology of all that works, and mm-hmm. and it's very few people ever get exposed to it, which is mm-hmm. which amazing. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, and and. I think, you know, our parents always want us to do better than they did. Yes. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter when, you know, when they were, we all want that. I mean, I'm, I'm yep. sure your, your, you know, your kids want better for their kids. Yep. Um, and it's not saying there's anything wrong with what they have. You just want them to have better, but it is interesting. You know, it's, it's, you know, that, that say you're giving your kid an allowance, you know, they yeah. get $5 a week. Do they have to earn it? Do they have chores? Do they just get the $5 a week? What yeah. if they can do extra? Then can they earn extra money? Um, and then it's also, what do they do with it when they have it? Do they yeah. save it? Do they, you know, is that their money to buy their school clothes with? Um, you know, or are you going to buy their school clothes? And, you know, and, and that money is their, their fun stuff. You know, all of those things. You know, that just, as you said, that gets ingrained into us when we're very little. And what the parents, what's crazy is the number one fear that parents have about parenting is, you know, getting their child through adulthood, you know, and they work so hard to do that. And they say the years, you know, the days crawl by, but the years fly by and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're graduating from high school or college. Mm -hmm. And the number one hidden fear that the parents have. Mm-hmm. Is will my kid make it? Right. Will they be financially secure? Mm-hmm. Or are mm-hmm. they going to struggle mm-hmm. and fight with that too? And that, you know, mm-hmm. the fear of that, the parents thinking, well, 
you know, I didn't do enough to teach my child Mm -hmm. how to become successful, you know, in everything from society to financial to et cetera, you know, and so they try to do a blending of things as they're growing up, you know, you have saving accounts, they do, they do work, they do chores and many people do it different ways. I mean, you know, um, I, I even had a friend that what, what he did, he, he said at age nine, he told his kids, you're gonna have to pay for half of everything mm-hmm. that you own. Right. And he said, when, right. his, when his daughter turned nine, she mm-hmm. said, dad, I want to, I want to go to the, um, uh, and get a gift for a birthday party. And he said, how much money do you have? Mm-hmm. She goes, well, dad, I don't have a job. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, he said, well, clean your room and I'll pay you double as a bonus. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it clicked. Right. And now that guy, his, his, his daughter has grown up and she's financially secure and she watches money and she's got tons of money and she has abundance in her life right. about the idea of money. Mm-hmm. And now her kids are getting that. So right. Right. it was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is hard because, you know, you, you don't want your children to go without Yes. Um, you know, and, and, but it's, it is those extra things, you know, or even just the difference between, you know, the, 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 the Walmart brand of jeans and Levi's, you know, yeah. with things like that. I, it's, it's, you know, not been all that long ago that Shaquille O'Neal was in the news because he's, you know, he's, he's a pretty wealthy dude, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and he has said, my kids will not inherit. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and people, oh my gosh. Oh, 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 well, you know, and, and he said, I earned this. They didn't. Yes. You know, and I, and, it, and that, that is, and, and part of why parents are earning money, you know, if, if it's, you know, if they've got extra is because they do want to leave it in many cases to their kids. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny because, you know, we've got the ultra wealthy who are like, nah, uh my kids aren't getting that. Um, you know, right. I think we've seen that with, with quite a few of them, you know, they, again, they don't want their kids to be destitute and out on the street, but it's right. like, don't you be planning on being a millionaire <laughs> when I die? Well, most, most kids that inherit it, mm-hmm. that they, they, they lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they did not go through the process mm-hmm. of they learning. They didn't earn it. Well, it's not even just earning it. What's deeper than earning it is the process of understanding money. Right. Because mm-hmm. money, you know, I, I asked somebody in some of my seminars, I say, you know, if I gave you a million dollars, would you be happy? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I said, but what if it was a million dollars of monopoly money? Right. They go, well, that's not money. I say, mm-hmm. well, of course, what money represents is the wealth mm-hmm. of the value that you're providing. Mm-hmm. So if you're providing value for somebody and every business in America, right. what they've understood and every startup business is understood the fundamentals of, of capitalism, where they say, well, I'm going to get this or buy this or deliver this, and I'm going to put value to it. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to sell it to somebody else. And, and that's how it works. Right. And understanding that mm-hmm. is, is one of the fundamental things to success of money. It's not there's an, a, 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 there is an abundance of money, but that's one of the things you have to have right. to get it. But Nobody's ever told you how to do it. Nobody told your parents, nobody told your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Some people just did it through hard work and they stumbled through it, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a process. Right. That's, that's what I was looking to develop. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it is, it's that process. It's learning. And, you know, and there are, the, the thing to remember too is, you know, and, and you talk about this in, in your materials, 
sometimes you go backwards. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's one of the things that people have. And, it, you know, I don't care if they're five years old or, you know, 95. That's hard. You know, when, when and, you know, we've certainly seen a lot of struggles with that in the last couple of years yeah. because of COVID, because, you know, there, there have been all sorts of things. Um, it's funny, you know, some of the like my my accountant, you know, she just when she looks at stuff, she's like, you're not spending money. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'm like, isn't that a good thing? Um, but, you know, but when she looked at it, she said, actually, it, it was not always a good thing because the taxes. Um, but, you know, because we weren't doing things, you know, so normally, you know, we'd be attending meetings, we'd be spending the $30 to go do that. Um, right. I, I laugh. I think I, it, it was, I should have kept track just in my head as to how much money I saved by not going to Starbucks a couple times a week. Oh yeah. Um, you know, because I did before the pandemic, I would, you know, go through the drive-through, you know, usually a couple times a week on my way to a meeting or from a meeting. Right. And I also would have meetings at Starbucks. Well, you yeah. know, those went away. And so, you know, even if it was just $20 a week, that adds up. Um, you know, and, and I remember, fin- you know, going to a financial planning seminar one time where they said, you know, okay, take that 20 bucks, buy your can of Folgers coffee. <laughs> and, you know, and then you've got, you know, all the money for the, and then do, you know, do what right. you want for the rest of the, the, the month. And I, you know, and not to knock Starbucks, but I think that's one of the things is we get used to going and spending that. And then we don't stop to think, well, what if we don't do that? Well, the, the, the key is you never own money. Right. You're always, it's coming in and going out and mm-hmm. everybody spends their whole mm-hmm. life doing that. Mm-hmm. But what, what the, what the wealthy people figured out was they were going to pay themselves first and keep a little bit first. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a, I had a guy that was, it was amazing right after I got married when I was very early on and we'd bought our first house and mm-hmm. struggled to get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it was not a very expensive house mm-hmm. in a not expensive neighborhood, but the guy next door to me, I got to know him mm-hmm. and he was a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, well, what are you but doing you in this neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing in this neighborhood? And he was like, well, he goes, you know, I was a, a multimillionaire and then, then I got divorced and she took everything. And, mm-hmm. and he said, and so I, I downscaled to this and he goes, and I've been here two and a half years. And he said, I'm a multimillionaire again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. And he said the secret was to spend a nickel less than you make. Mm-hmm. And he said, pay yourself that nickel right. and then right. reinvest it. And that's what he did. And mm-hmm. he had that knowledge and understanding of money. And that kind of triggered me too. That was another one of those little triggers that right. started right. to put this whole process together. Because, I mean, I was right next door to a millionaire and had no idea. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, our houses were a hundred I, I, they were just in the early hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. If you can remember that far back, but mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was almost well over our head to, to afford right. that for right. newly married. And, but here's a guy that multimillionaire right next door. Right. And that was, that's what the, the he learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. And he shared it. Right. You know, and, and unfortunately one of the lessons that we seem to, to be, you know, have a lot of is that debt is okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I mean, probably five, six times a week, I get, you know, envelopes in the mail, apply for this credit card, apply for that, you know, they go in the little shredder, I'm, you know, um, 
but you know, we we do we we you know somehow we think it's okay to be carrying all of this debt, um, <laughs> you know, and 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 in a lot of cases, there's really no incentive not to. But you know, we also like when our kids go off to college, apply yeah. for loans. It's okay, apply for all those loans. Yeah. Well, yeah, that seems great until you know, twenty years after you get your degree, you're still paying off your loan. Um, yeah. You know, and and but. And and we have the, the competition thing going too, you know. Well, they got a new car, so I need a new car, right? Um, you know, and and so it's it's not just that we need to know the value of money; it's that we need to to be so you know we need to 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 be self assured enough to think, okay, just because they got a new car doesn't mean I have to have a new car, but also right. to really think, yeah. do we need to go into debt to to do this? Yeah, that's the key. I mean, it's okay to have a new car. Okay. And sometimes debt is good. And I, and I, I always laugh. People say, well, why did you pay your house off? Mm-hmm. You know, and they said, cause you're losing that tax break. Right, there's a right? tax benefit. Mm-hmm. And, but then I asked him, I said, well, explain to me how you pay a dollar, mm-hmm. you know, and you get 20 cents back. Right. I'm like, I'd rather just keep the dollar and, mm-hmm. you know, pay them whatever, you know, instead of paying 80% of that dollar that I made, Mm -hmm. I'll pay them, you know, 25 or 33%, whatever the tax bracket is, Mm -hmm. and keep all the rest. And Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, but I never looked at it like that. Right. But they wanted to finance us. Yeah, yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. And financing is okay, because what people have done is taken money, Mm -hmm. and they've added value to it, Mm -hmm. and then resell it. That's the capital way. So you know, if you if everybody in the world stopped financing, mm-hmm. money would stop changing hands, and we'd probably go into right. You know, a little oh, bit yeah. of debt, I mean, you, depression. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. have to keep money mm-hmm. churning. Mm-hmm. But the secret is, it's okay to churn it. Mm-hmm. Just just make sure that you're not going going the wrong direction. Right. Be building your savings instead mm-hmm. of depleting mm-hmm. every month, and that's unfortunately that's what a lot of people do. They mm-hmm. You know, they they have more bills than they have money, and that causes tremendous stress. Right. And the oh, children yeah. and the children see that every month. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Mom and dad are fighting. Party. We're not yeah. sure why, but mom and dad are fighting. Yeah, but they're what they're seeing it, mm-hmm. and it's about money. Mm-hmm. Money's the number one cause of divorce. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's uh the problem has not been solved yet, right? To where it's common knowledge. Mm-hmm. So Mm-hmm. We're working to fix that. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, and and it it's yeah, it, it is money. I mean, you know, the the fight might be over the new dress that, or you yeah. know the sports tickets that somebody bought, and but it's you know that cost that that was what the fight was really over. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny that you can go look in the market, mm-hmm. and one of the interesting things. They always said one man's junk's another another man's you know profit, and uh, you know you can shop because people will sell things for you know less than they paid for it, less than market value. Right. And when you understand that, mm-hmm. then then you got a real good understanding mm-hmm. of that money. Mm-hmm. And though all those problems that you're mentioning start to fade away when you when you get that. Right. right. You know, some people call it a good deal. Mm-hmm. Some people call it right timing. Some people call it, I deserve that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, some, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and some say, I'm not good enough for that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all how they look at it 
and it's their perception of what it is. So again, that's all tied in that little five inch mm-hmm. window. Right. Right. And it, it, yeah. And it comes back to, you know, what, what did you see when you were six years old or in your case, seven years old, Yep. Um, you know, and, and, and you learned at seven that you could turn a profit, you know, and, and yeah, you weren't supposed to be squashing those pennies like that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, same thing happens with, you know, the, the kid that sells lemonade and, you know, all of those yeah, things. Um, sure. You know, it's, it's about how do we take what we have and make more? That's, yes. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And it's understanding how to create value. I mean, I had a newspaper route after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the same thing. There was a newspaper company, found a guy that delivered it, paid him a little money mm-hmm. and brought news to the end user who would pay more value for it. So. Right. It's very critical. It seems common sense, mm-hmm. but putting the extra two dots together to make it a circle mm-hmm. is, is all we're missing. I mean, right. it's, 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 it's an amazing, mm-hmm. it's an exciting concept in, in time right now to be able to be able to do this even right. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and it's interesting, you know, when I, t- when I talk with youngsters, when I see youngsters, you know, we, it's funny, we all go, ew, millennials. Well, you know what, maybe it's the millennials that I talk with, but they're all pretty sharp. Um, and one of the things that I've really noticed with them is that they're scaling back. You know, they, they are thinking about yep. what is important to me. You know, they, they want to work yep. with companies that are socially responsible. They, you know, they're, they're not going into huge debt. Uh, you know, all of these things. And, you know, and, and I think it's in a lot of ways is because they saw that their parents, us, right. got into those issues. And, you yeah. know, and, and these smart kids went, hmm, <laughs> maybe we need to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and the kids are smart nowadays and, and they, but there's kids that are smart and there's kids that, that don't have the opportunity for smarts. Right. You know, some, right. some go to college and some don't, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, there's there's a, a, a plethora of good jobs out there that even aren't college educated, but what was left out was the money education, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, right. and and that that's kind of a big difference because you, you know, and you ask people, you say, well, how did this guy go from zero to nothing with no education? Mm-hmm. You know, how did he do that? Well, it was hard work and common sense, right. and 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 he applied himself, mm-hmm. and and he had desire and he had drive and he. He had need to get better, you know, and uh, unfortunately, there are there are some entitlement, you know, uh, kids growing up out there that say, well, my parents got the millions and mm-hmm. I'm going to get it. So why do I need to do something? Right. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that's and, uh, and the problem is that we see them on TV and we think, oh, doesn't that look cool? Right. Yeah. And I see those shows. I mean, I don't I do not watch any of those shows. Those shows drive me nuts. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, no, you know, you're, you're not entitled to it. Even if your parent dies, you know, they don't have to leave it to you. Yep. Well, but you want your kids to get something. Every parent does. Right. Yeah. And like I said, you don't want to leave them destitute. I don't care if it's a a lot or a little, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why you have kids because they become such a, such a passion. Right. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So. Yeah. You know, and, and some of the discussions that we need to have with them, you know, I'm, I'm big on college education. I actually have three degrees. Um, but you know, like my undergrad degree is in social science. Mm. Yeah. Don't, you do a lot with that. Um, but 
I think we also need to be having the discussions about trade schools and and things yes. like that. I mean, you know, there are so many plumbers, you know, people like that that yeah. many people look down on who are the millionaires, you know, yeah. and and you know, and it's like they they're just good, honest, hardworking people. Yep. And they and they go and they do the job. And it's it's part of that is very key because a lot of jobs it used to be that if you did a job that required you to work with your hands, mm-hmm. you didn't make as much money. But if you right. did a job that and it was not required you to use mm-hmm. your head, mm-hmm. you you got more doctors, right. lawyers, you mm-hmm. know, all that kind of. But that's model shifted now. Right. There's, mm-hmm. you know, because there's such a shortage, mm-hmm. you know, children that work hard, you know, they have a chance to make a lot of money. Now they got the money coming in and then it's all right. Well, how do I what do I do to work it? To keep some of that because right. mm-hmm. they still got expenses too. They got rent, food, and insurance, and mm-hmm. all that savings and all that good stuff. Right. But that education is still missing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that that's in both you know levels of, of people from you know jobs where they're using their head or jobs when they're using their hands or their body or right. whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, talk to us about the process that you have developed because it's 28 steps. And folks, this is not 28 days. This is a 28-step process that takes however long you want it to take. But so talk to us, you know, so again, it starts with this little penny, um, so, you know, and, yeah. and so, so let's go through this. Talk to us about the 28-step process. So, so here's what I say to people. I say, how many of you have found a penny and picked it up? Mm-hmm. Probably 90% of the people I talk to say, yep, I've done right. that. And there's a right. whole host of reasons they say, I pick them up. I pick every fifth one up or mm-hmm. every now and then somebody says, no, I don't pick it up. It's not worth but, it. Nah, who needs a then penny? Then I ask them, I say, okay, you got a penny. Mm-hmm. And I said, did, did you turn it into a million dollars? They go, no. I go, oh, darn, you did two of the three things. You know, right. you're so mm-hmm. close, you know. You <laughs> found we, the penny, not- you picked it up. And Yay. Mm-hmm. let's see. What people don't understand. So here, here's my sales pitch that I use now. Mm-hmm. I say I can teach anybody to make one point three million dollars. It's really one million three hundred forty-two thousand one hundred seventy-seven dollars and twenty-eight cents mm-hmm. in two to four years. So it's mm-hmm. if you do four years, that's less time it took you to graduate from high school, mm-hmm. working just part time, mm-hmm. and you can't use your own money. Right. And people look at me and go. Wow, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to rob a bank. <laughs> I, I started my own thing and I realized I found a penny, mm-hmm. okay? And that penny was thrown down on the ground by an investor for me. Mm-hmm. 20 people walked by that penny and ignored it and mm-hmm. I picked it up. Mm-hmm. And that was my investment money. Was that my own money? No. It was mm-hmm. somebody else's money, mm-hmm. okay? And then I said, well, if there's an abundance of money, and if I really wanted to become wealthy, mm-hmm. how hard would it be to take that penny and double it to two cents? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would that be hard or easy? Mm-hmm. And everybody I talk to you says easy. Right. Okay. Great. And I said, how about two cents to four cents? Mm-hmm. Easy. Four cents to eight cents. Mm-hmm. And if you just take the mathematics of it and you, you double that penny just 28 times, mm-hmm. not in 28 days, like you say, but mm-hmm. 28 times. Mm-hmm. It mathematically equals 1,342,000 and change. And you can't argue with the math. 
Right. Okay. So yeah, because it's just two times two times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. The second step is growing up, we all heard about money was um, hard to get. It was we couldn't afford that. All these all these scripts that were plugged into our brain, they were just they slid right into our brain and fell into the slots. And that became our belief system. So we have to change the belief system. And that's controlled because your your subconscious is there to protect us. Right. It doesn't right. want us to do things that could do harm to right. us. Mm-hmm. So if somebody said, well, take this silly penny mm-hmm. and double it to a million dollars, your brain goes, oh, no. yeah, no, your you, brain goes, you no, you can't no. do that. Nobody's ever done it. So mm-hmm. forget it. And it self-sabotages mm-hmm. you. And how many people have been self-sabotaged out there, you know, for same, similar types mm-hmm. of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, all of us, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have to do that. Mm-hmm. So I found out and studied all about the subconscious. And if you believe it or not, if you double a penny mm-hmm. 10 times in 30 days, mm-hmm. which only gets you to $5 and 12 cents, mm-hmm. which is everybody believes that's doable. Right. You, you actually will re-script your subconscious mind about double. Mm-hmm. Because you you've done ten times in a short time of period, and you actually replace that data where the the brain says, "Okay, yeah, you can double." When you go from a penny to two cents, it goes, mm-hmm. "Eh, yeah, you can do that. That's no harm." Mm-hmm. How about two to four cents, eh, no harm. Mm-hmm. Eight to sixteen, sixteen thirty-two, etc. Mm-hmm. So when you get if you do that penny, so so you challenge that. And say, all right, from the moment I find a penny, mm-hmm. I want to double it. 10 times to get to $5 and 12 cents. Mm-hmm. And that will get to that left side that your brain connects mm-hmm. to the subconscious and it will replace that mm-hmm. data where your brain will never, ever question, can I double? Right. Because you're used to mm-hmm. Common sense so far. Mm-hmm. So then the final piece to the equation is the brain shifts to the right side, to the creative side and goes, well, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, how do I take more, this penny and how do I even make it into two cents? Right. So if you don't know how, then your subconscious goes, ah, don't try it. And it self-sabotages again. So the way to get around that is I developed a software system. Mm-hmm. And this is so simple, so common sense. Again, anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. So, but first let me ask, ask you, because I, I got to ask if you're, if you're qualified enough to do this. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to put you on the line for a Uh-oh. minute. Okay. Let's see. And this is a question to everybody, all your listeners. Mm-hmm. Could you go to a yard sale this weekend mm-hmm. and find something you know in your heart that you could sell for 10 bucks and offer them $5? Could you do that? Sure. Whew. Uh, you made it. You qualify. Woo. That's the fundamental concept is understanding what the market would pay for something. Okay. Okay. And then making them an offer for less and then mm-hmm. selling it for more. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. So what we did, we made a software program, Mm -hmm. a very expensive software program, by the way. Of course. Of course, to get into this, because, I mean, if I was going to charge charge you how to walk you through to get to a million dollars, you'd pay a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not going to give you just two bucks. Mm -hmm. Right. So what the software does, when you log in, let's say, let's use the yard sale example again. So let's say you've found something you knew could sell for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You offered them five. And they said, sure, you might've had made three different offers, mm-hmm. but they sold you something. And then you jumped, let's say on eBay and turn around and sold it. And we can show you how to do that, mm-hmm. you know, for 10 bucks. So right. you would log right. into your account. 
Mm-hmm. And you say, here's what I did. Then describe it in great detail mm-hmm. and hit save. And when you save it, it adds your answer to step 10, right? Right. It's a community-based system. Mm-hmm. And here's the secret sauce that pulls it all together. Ready? When you when you submit that, mm-hmm. then the software opens up and shows you everybody else's answer in the system ahead of you, mm-hmm. how they completed the step you're about to start. Mm. So, so I don't you're not just you're, fumbling around. So I don't care where you're in the system at mm-hmm. step two, 15 or 25. Mm-hmm. You always have answers from somebody else ahead of you that work for them. Mm-hmm. If it worked for them, you pick one and say, oh, I like that idea. And you copy it and you go to step 11, mm-hmm. log it in. Now you're helping the people behind you mm-hmm. and all the people ahead of you are helping you. Mm-hmm. It's just common sense. Right. And it's, it's, it's just a fun idea, mm-hmm. right? But it's but it's all common sense. The mm-hmm. software is live, and and we're now doing it and starting to get people to mm-hmm. to you know turn it into like a game and play the mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. getting groups of people together and, right. and doing it together. So mm-hmm. that's that's well, and that's where it gets your kids involved because the kids like the games. Mm, yes. So picture now you're a parent, mm-hmm. and one of your one of your lifetime goals is to make sure your children have enough money mm-hmm. and the knowledge to make it over and over again when, they, when they're grown up. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's a life goal that touches your heart. Mm-hmm. So what if, as a parent, you started playing this with your kids mm-hmm. and you taught them using this system the understanding of money right. and they right. learn it as they go. Mm-hmm. And then when they get there, and let's say they make, one, one of my, one of my uh, things that I ask people is, when you make when you hit step twenty eight and you make one million three hundred forty two thousand, I say now what I'd like you to do is ask you to donate a million dollars back to society, mm-hmm. and that leaves you three hundred forty two thousand. So you take half of that, which is step twenty five. Mm-hmm. You play it again, but you only right. do you start at twenty five mm-hmm. and you do twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. The next year, make another three one point three million donate another million dollars mm-hmm. and that's your new job for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, and I ask people, I say, could you live on $175,000 a year? And they go, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I laughed because I had, I had one lady who she was so cute. She goes, well, I, I don't know if I did that, if I could give away a million dollars. And I said, Oh, you got that money mental virus still. She goes, what mental virus? Mm-hmm. And I said, keep playing the game. I said, take that 1.3 million, play it another year, make, 2.6 million. Right. Then could you I give said, away a million? Uh-huh. And I said, if you can't then play it one more year and go to 5 million, mm-hmm. then you could give away a million. She started laughing. She goes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's right. And I go, but you know how to do it because mm-hmm. you just did it and you're doing it over and over and over again. Right. Right. You know, now you can also create pods of people mm-hmm. and start to help them become successful. Right. And by the right. way, as it's built and you're playing it, you've learned it. It now will last for generations. Your grandkids and great grandkids will say, Oh, I can do it. Grandpa Mm -hmm. did. Right, right. And and so, yeah. Yeah. And and so the concept really is the doubling of of things. And we're we're using the penny as mm -hmm. a guideline. Mm -hmm. The real concept is understanding what the market will pay for something, just like you go into yard sale. Mm shortcutting it by letting other people tell you what the value is because they just did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, we, we have this, this great young friend back in Colorado who 
started doing exactly what you said. When he was a little bitty kid, he yep. went with his grandma to garage sales yep. and, and he got the, the toys that were still in the box. So yep. that was the value. And, you know, and he, and, and usually, you know, he's this cute little kid. And so they dicker, you know, and, and, and they always thought, you know, oh, he doesn't have much money and we don't want to deal with this anymore. So fine, take it for a buck. And then he would sell it on eBay for 10, 20, you know, whatever. And, and so he learned that very early. And I remember it was so funny when we moved, you know, he was teenager and my husband had a box of books. And now my husband collects first edition books, but these were not valuable first edition books. You know, these were, you know, and, and, but he said, Hey, you know, do you want these? You can do what you want with it. Sure. So he takes this box of books and now I'm from Colorado. So see, we're horse traders out there. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, so he starts finagling and he starts finagling and he trades this and he trades that and he keeps trading up each time. And so he wasn't getting money. He was trading things for things. Right. And, but you know, it was the same concept. And, and it was so interesting because he took that box of books that wasn't really worth all that much and ended up with a computer. (laughs) And I mean, it was just, it baffled us that he did that. And he did, he just, and he was not in any way ripping people off. Yeah, You know, they, they paid what they thought was a good value for it, or they traded, you know, something. And he just kept doing that till he, and his goal, like, you know, that your goal is, is the 1.3 million. His goal was the computer. Well, here's so another, he did. here's another great story. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard, but there's a story about the little red paperclip. Mm-hmm. There's a guy from England named Kyle McDonald. Mm-hmm. And what Kyle did he said he found had this little red paper clip on his desk, and he one day said, "I wonder if I could trade this paper clip mm-hmm. up enough times by bartering mm-hmm. that I could trade for a house free and clear." Right. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And if you go and just research the little red paper clip on Google, mm-hmm. you'll find his story. He tells you or exactly. It's on your website. Oh, yes, it is. But <laughs> I, I had to put it on there, but mm-hmm. I do have a website, but I put him on there and honor him because mm-hmm. he's already done it. I mean, this is not this is not some smoke and mirrors. It's not some I heard somebody said, well, is this is this a Ponzi scheme? Mm-hmm. And I went, absolutely not. It's right. all about you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. no Ponzi in it. It's mm-hmm. it's about you changing this mm-hmm. and a community people right. always ahead of you, helping you to that next step. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the key. And Kyle McDonald did it. It's a fascinating. He started with this little, little fish, you know, mm-hmm. thing that was crazy. And um, he did some crazy stuff. But, you know, yeah, go look at go look at the website and, and watch the story. There's my story there and his right beside mm-hmm. it. But this is real, folks. This is mm-hmm. changing right. what's going to happen to the to the family unit. It's going to change to individuals who are mm-hmm. who are struggling for money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I tell people just take your age, whatever it is right now, mm-hmm. add four years to it, and picture mm-hmm. that you have everything that you need now mm-hmm. because money was not the right. roadblock anymore. Right. And that's what people don't have that vision mm-hmm. because they didn't have a, a, a something to say. Mm-hmm. Like if words that you say matter. Mm-hmm. Like, so I say, if I say, all right, Deb, don't think about a big gray elephant, don't think about it. Then, of course, all I think about is the big gray elephant. Right. But what's the word don't look like? You can't picture it. 
Right. So your brain skips past don't mm-hmm. and it says big gray elephant. Mm-hmm. So the words that you that you focus in your brain constantly of abundance and wealth and what people other people have done, you believe it's true because they've already done it, mm-hmm. which is true, and you can copy it. It's just mm-hmm. you, you become a copy machine, right. but you have fun because you're practicing the skill of understanding what the market will pay for over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. First in little transactions, but then bigger and bigger. And people go, can I, you know, can I take a take a big jump, you know, from 40,000, 80,000? How do I do that? Well, it's real simple. Maybe, maybe you're doing it with cars or houses, whatever. Well, you buy four cars or four houses. Right. And then, it's then not you log one in. thing has to double to that. Right. It's that then, amount doubles. Yeah. And then you can log in and you can say, I, yeah, I had to do it with four cars that I bought. You know, mm-hmm. they're exotic cars or mm-hmm. small homes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's really mm-hmm. easy to understand, you know, and and people go, well, I I, I what if I lose the money? Mm-hmm. Well, you lose it. Life, yeah, life so happens. you go back a couple steps. Yeah, you go back a couple steps. Or if you have a tragedy in your life where you need money, mm-hmm. you pull the money out and you right. start over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're learning that that gift of understanding money mm-hmm. and you keep that for the rest of your life. Right. Right. Oh, by the way, I, I told people, and I, I forgot this, I'm sorry. I said it was a very expensive program. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of really kidding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about the money. This is right. kind of like a give back for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it, really, it really is an investment of your a hand. It's $5 a month. Wow. I don't know, George. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that just seems like an awful lot. And well, so that and, and $5 gives you access to this network of people. Yes. And there'll be a, there's a Facebook group that's joining mm-hmm. that you can be in that group that can share ideas. And if, if $5 a month is too much, you can, you know, that's 60 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, you can Back pay to for my your, Starbucks thing, you know, yeah, I can, you can I can do Starbucks that. Starbucks and mm-hmm. now you can, you can pay for a year and get a 20% discount. Right. Oh. You know, and it is the, the whole concept is about, Finding something that someone values more. Yes. Um, you know, and 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 I like that. You know, and, and I think part of it is like when we're figuring out our own salaries to yeah. charge. I mean, you know, people that that are doing things, um, you know, like me, you know, they're they're an independent business person and trying to figure out what to charge is always yeah. one of the hardest concepts in the world. And so many people undercharge. Yeah. And and a big part of that is they think, well, I don't have the experience, so I can't charge that. Or um, you know, or, or uh, you know, or oh my gosh, I don't want to seem greedy, back to what we were saying before. It's, you know? it's they don't see their own value. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's all about the value. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah. You know, if that was the case, Mercedes would go out of business. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's a car, yeah. right? Yeah. But but they put value into mm-hmm. it about prestige and right. Yeah, you're not just buying the car. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can outrun a Toyota longer than a Mercedes hands down. Mm-hmm. You get a little, you get a little electric car now that'll go 500,000 miles. And right. so right. understanding value mm-hmm. is what is a principle right. that mm-hmm. people learn out of mm-hmm. this model that we put together. Yeah. You know, years ago I worked for um, a marketing agency and one of the things that the founder told us was you charge what the market will bear. Correct. And and I you know I was I was fairly young and I wasn't quite sure what he said and or what he meant. 
And so he, he said, you know, it's because we never told people we charge X amount. Yeah. You know, it was never on our website. It was never, you know, anywhere posted anywhere that our rates were X. And he said, because it's different for each customer. He said, if we're doing a project for a nonprofit, right. we charge them less. He said, if we're doing a project for, say, doctors and lawyers, they expect to pay more. So they will pay more. But more importantly, if you charge them less, they don't value it as much. So, yeah, you know, if, if we tell them, okay, we're going to charge you $500 an hour, that's maybe what they charge when they do things. And so they're thinking, right. okay, this is important. And so then they respond when you say, hey, we, you have to meet this deadline. We need you to do this. They do. If we charge them $50 an hour, they go, Ugh, that's, that's not worth much. So I'm going to ignore your deadlines. I'm not going to take your phone calls, you know, all of those various things. And, you know, and, and obviously I remember this. I mean, this was quite a long time ago that, that I learned this. And it's, I think it's so important because it's not, again, you're not taking advantage of anyone. You're charging them what they expect to pay in order well, to value it. It's funny. It's funny you, you bring that up because we all live through that constantly. Mm-hmm. When you go to McDonald's, mm-hmm. if you go to McDonald's, why does a double cheeseburger cost more than a cheeseburger? Right. Because you get double the beef. Yeah. Well, it's more value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so right. we all experience that. Mm-hmm. A small Coke is cheaper than a bigger Coke because right. you get more right. Coke. Mm-hmm. Now, and we like sales. Sales are good things. Sure. Yes. But, but you know, we also understand you're, you're paying for what you get. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's funny when you look what people, when they evaluate themselves, nobody wants to pay the highest amount. Nobody wants to pay the lowest amount, Mm -hmm. but people like to try to find something in the middle and then get a little bit below off of that. And it becomes that good deal. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's struggling in my marketing, that's what I would tell them, Mm -hmm. you know, is is find out in the way to tell what's the right amount Mm -hmm. is when they stop placing orders with you. Right. Raising until they stop yeah. them and stop. And I was like, oh, I hit that threshold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's how you figure what the market will pay. Mm-hmm. You put something on eBay or you put it out on Craigslist or you put it on Nextdoor or whatever. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't sell, and it's yeah. like I, I I met Bernie Marcus, mm-hmm. uh, founder of Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And you know, when he bought the bought the Atlanta team, the Falcons, mm-hmm. he um they, they didn't have any people in the stands, right? Because the Falcons were terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. He said, and then two years later, he had the stands full mm-hmm. and he, and somebody interviewed him and I asked him the same question when I, when I met him, I said, well, how did you get so many people in the stands? He said, well, it was the same thing at Home Depot. He said, when we had a basket of hammers, mm-hmm. he said, if they weren't selling, we just kept lowering the price till they mm-hmm. sold. Mm-hmm. He said, it's the Walmart theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, he said, we had all these upper seats mm-hmm. that were vacant. Mm-hmm. He said, so I offered them for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Everybody came. Right. And that mm-hmm. got the fans. The fans got excited. The, the football and players. And then you can start raising the price. And then he raised the prices. Mm-hmm. And that, and now they're full price up in the upper stands. And, right. And they, oh, yeah. they make a lot of money. So yeah. it's just, un, that's mm-hmm. part of understanding money. Mm-hmm. And right. that's that's what our, my kind of goal is, is mm-hmm. to help people and help their children as a family. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to call it family wealth. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. When you make your family wealthy together, mm-hmm. then everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. And then and the kids growing up, then 
they grow up and have the financial wherewithal that you're free to let them fly and, and you know, throw out the nest and they actually fly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. that's every, and they and know that's, how to take care of themselves. That's, yes. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're not worried about money anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God for me. I have three amazing kids mm-hmm. and they're all financially well above the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the yardstick. And, mm-hmm. you know, if something ever happened to me, they could take care of me easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's, that's kind of the thing is, you know, I need them to make enough money so that they can take care of me. Right. <laughs> I've already got one of my, she's like, well, dad, you come live with me, you know? And I'm like, well, I could, I'm not there yet, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I know. maybe in about 20 years. Okay. Something like right. that. But, um, right. um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of it, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's always funny to think about what people value. I mean, you know, I remember I was, you know, proposing to, to an organization that I belong to. They wanted me to, to speak at one of their events. And, you know, that was great. That was fabulous. And I said, thank you very much. My fee is, and I got silence. And so, of course, my first thought was, "Uh oh, I asked for too much. Right. But her response was, well, you That's charge, all? you charge. Oh. And I said, well, <laughs> of course I charge. And she said, but this is what you love to do. <laughs> and, and I said, I love to do it, but I also love to pay my bills. Right. <laughs> you know? And, you know, and, and, and that just that, and I ended up not speaking for them um, because they, and they wouldn't, they would not trade. They would not do anything. She said, oh, we never pay. And I said, okay, then a year's membership. You know, things yeah. like that, you know, things sure. that wouldn't cost them. And, and she just, yeah. yeah. And, and so I, you know, they didn't see the value in me, you know, and yeah. I wasn't telling them it was $20,000. I mean, right. you know, and, but yeah, I was, I just, I got the biggest kick out of that. And, you know, when she said, but you love doing what you do. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't very well tell that to my mortgage company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just ask people, do you work for free? Mm-hmm. They go, no, right. they go, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, that's just the way society is. And, right. you know, un- once you understand the money, mm-hmm. you tap into that abundance world. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, there, there's, there's plenty of money out there. Mm-hmm. Right. There's extra money out there. There's mm-hmm. money, you know, a, a, a very it grows wise, on trees, <laughs> a, a very wise lady, Laura Langemeyer. If you get people I haven't heard from, she's, she's, mm-hmm. she coaches women about financially. She's been doing it forever, but, she told me one of the wisest things, and I give her 100% credit. Mm-hmm. Laurel, thank you. But she was saying that um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm blanking out on it right now. But, you know, but she was telling me um, if it's, oh, I remember now. She was saying that uh, most people who made their first million dollars, mm-hmm. she said they all had one thing in common. I went, just one thing? Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah. And me being some guys like talking to this millionaire and she goes, I said, well, would you mind sharing it? And she goes, sure. And she told me the wisest advice. She said, if it's not your genius, it's not your job. Mm. And I thought about it for a minute. She said, if you're the sales guy and you don't have money, go team up with somebody who's got a lot of money and no idea. If you're terrible at accounting, get somebody that that's their genius and bring them in as, as part of your team. You can barter to get them on the team or not. And she said, but all the successful people surrounded themselves with people that had a, their genius was what was missing out of the out of the group. Mm-hmm. She goes, those are the only ones that got the million. And over the first million, she goes, it was easy. 
Right. And then, right. then you had more money to pay them and reward them, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. and that's how, and I just thought that was genius. So Laurel, Laurel Langmire, she's brilliant. And uh, I have to thank her for that because that was a lesson that stuck with me forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, George, we have just a couple minutes left. So if we've piqued someone's interest and they want to talk to you more about this, how do they find you? Oh, uh, go to sale, cell number five. No, <laughs> the uh, um, go to my website is my name is George. Mm-hmm. And so we've named it like my thing here says millionaires by George.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to talk to me, just put a comment in there or register and sign up. Or mm-hmm. I do webinars that you can register on a webinar to hear. I have a, about a 30 minute presentation that okay. goes through the whole system. But the website, millionairesbygeorge.com, is pretty self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Right, there's I, great uh, content there. Yeah, and it, it explains it all to you. It's mm-hmm. very simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, then once you join up, again, it's it's a whopping $5 a month. So it's mm-hmm. not about the money. It's about getting an education. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I tell people, have you ever heard of, the, heard of an MBA? You know, and you said you had one. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I ask people, I say, what's involved in an MBA? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you spend about two years of your life, mm-hmm. you know, probably 20 or 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You spend, you go in debt, 50 to $100,000, mm-hmm. you know, and then when you get out, what do you got to show for it? You get a, a piece of paper. piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It says, good luck, go make your first penny mm-hmm. when they're laying free on the ground. Mm-hmm. But in defense of that, I mean, a lot of people that get them, you know, they do get more money for that role, but it still takes you a long time to pay back that 50 or hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know, so then I say, if you get an MBG, mm-hmm. you know, millionaire by George, if you do it in four years, it's, mm-hmm. you know, four times 60, you know, it's $240 in four years mm-hmm. or two years, half that. Mm-hmm. And you come out you got 1.3 million in the bank mm-hmm. and the knowledge to do it right. over to and continue over. Continue it. Mm-hmm. I say, why do you need an MBA when you can get an MBG? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, George, have you got any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? I got a question for you. It's my favorite question. So what did you like best about what you heard today? I like that it was not nearly as complicated and as scary as it seemed like it would be. Uh, That's good. Great, great uh, summary of that. So Debbie, thank you so much. I, I see why you're so popular. And thank you for having me on as a guest. That was I feel special in touch. So, well, so you are you special. Me. You are. This has been absolutely delightful, and I hope that we we have made people really think about this because that's the the key to this yeah. is to just sit down and think. You know, how could we do this? And the beauty of it is, they can do this. I've given them the secret. Mm-hmm. They can go do this themselves. They don't right. need me. Mm-hmm. But most people find that when they get the community help, mm-hmm. right. that when they see what's done mm-hmm. for others, mm-hmm. it's a no brainer. So. We just encourage people to get in and start start developing this family wealth. You know, that's, love it. Yeah. that's really, really important mm-hmm. to me. When my days are long and gone and this is generations down the road, it was, I look at it, it will be my give back mm-hmm. to society. So right. that's why I'm driving it. I love it. I love it. Well, I have been having an absolutely delightful conversation Aww. with George Ishi of Millionaires by George. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.